So we're kicking off a brand new series titled today, or a brand new series today titled Game Changers. Y'all say that with me, Game Changers. Y'all sound good, alive and awake this morning. We got any Game Changers in the house for Jesus, a couple of you. And I hope and pray we can grow that exponentially. And then I hope and pray through this message that you can see not just the value of what God did, how he, he didn't just change the game, he changed the world. Amen. Through what he did through his son. But in revelation of that, knowing that God wants to, not to just change my life, but he wants to, he wants to make me better. He wants to make me healthy. He wants to make me whole. Amen. He wants to help my family, my job, everything that touches my life. God wants to change it for his good. Amen. For his good and for his, for his glory. And before we kick this off, I was, I was just thinking... You know, things of the world, some, some game-changing moments, some game-changing inventions, innovations, y'all, that we have, that we get to experience. Uh, living in America, we are so blessed. If you don't believe you're blessed, do some, do some traveling. Uh, check out some, some countries in South America, over in Africa, and you'll see how blessed you are, amen? You want to talk about a game-changer, what about, what about AC <laughs> in the house? Right. Sometimes I, I sit there. I think I'll tell my, I'll tell uh, Pastor Jessica. You know what? It'd just be so cool to go back and live in the 1700s. You know, it's so much more simpler. And then I think, you know, how did they stay inside all the time? It's 9,000 degrees. Right. That's a game-changing invention. Right. What about running water? And some thankful folks. Hope you got a shower this morning. Maybe just on tap. Right. How blessed we are. That's a game-changing invention. We're talking about football. You know, I can think of some amazing athletes. Just their presence in the game changed the game that they play. Michael Jordan, you know, he changed the dynamic of basketball. Uh, one of my favorite running backs was Barry Sanders. Uh, anybody old enough to remember him or even know who that was? Man, I just, just say, you never knew when he touched the ball what was going to happen. Because they, they just they changed the game. All right, and so I just say all that just, just to get you kind of thinking. How amazing those things are, right? But none of those things, somebody say none. None of those things compare to what Jesus did to change the game. To change the world that we live in. Right? And I don't want that to sound cliche. Because the, 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 the benefits of being blessed are awesome. But we can be so blessed that we, we're not sensitized enough to that gift of Jesus. It's enough. And sometimes we need to be resensitized to what God really did. So let's look at that first point this morning. That first point on your outline is available for you there on, the, on your screens. And so Jesus is the ultimate game changer. I know that y'all know that. Right? Through his life. His death and resurrection, it changed the game of faith. It changed eternity. Come on, somebody. And mankind's relationship with God. Just because God said, I'm going to send my son, right? John 3, 16. When Jesus was born in the day and the age of, 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 of before he came, the Old Testament ways, uh, the Sadducees and Pharisees, the nation of Israel, people were crying out and praying for a Savior, for the Messiah. right? And God actually does that. He delivers them 
the Messiah. And in the midst of, uh, of all the chaos, uh, they actually, many folks missed it. They, they, they missed the fact that the Messiah was right before them. And so now we have thousands of years later, you and I gathered on a Sunday morning. We already know the complete story, right? We know what happened. We know the ending. So sometimes we have to be resensitized to what really happened, what God really did. So I want you to kind of, I don't want you to check out, stay with me, but, but, but how, how can I say this? Don't think about what you think you already know about God. Most people have heard and they know that God loves them. Right? Jesus loves you. Yeah, I've heard that. How many people actually believe that in their heart, right? That's where I want to take us. Not just knowing that God loves you because he sent Jesus, right? But I believe that God loves me. Why? Because I can look at my life, the, the, the bad things that Ian did, the evil things that Ian did, the sin of Ian, the, the, the chaos, the wake of, of Ian in his college days, in his high school days. And God was still with me. To get me to where I am now. I never would have thought I'd be some crazy pa campus pastor in Holly Pond, Alabama. Some Yankee from Grant, Michigan. But that's God's plan. Right? And, and so Jesus, he's a game changer. He, he changed Ian's life. And I know we got a lot of folks here right now that Jesus changed your life. That's an amazing thing, right? And when he changes your life. You want to help others experience what you're experiencing. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. right? When you know Jesus as a game changer, as a world changer in your heart, you want everyone to experience that goodness. And so what Jesus did, he ultimately changed the game, right? He changed everything. Where The Israel nation of Israel was living in the Old Covenant based on the laws, the Ten Commandments brought through Moses. Right? He put an end to, to those religious activities. He put an end to religion, and he began and birthed a relationship. Somebody say relationship. With God the Father, through his Son, through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, Jesus forever restored a real relationship with God and mankind forever. Forever. The only sacrifice that they'll ever need to be for, for your sins and my sins and the world's sins was lifted up on a tree through a man, through the Son of God, named Jesus. All right, so let's look at the, the first couple scriptures. I got Hebrews 8, 6, and I want to skip to, to Hebrews 8, 10 here in a moment. So I love the book of Hebrews. I'm going to give you all some homework this week. Read the entire 8th chapter of Hebrews. It'll bless your life in Jesus' name. It really will. Make some time for God this week. But verse 6, it says, but now Jesus, our what? High priest. I want to stop for a moment. Before Jesus, they had, they had the synagogues, right? They had, they had priests that went before God on behalf of man based upon their sins and their lives. And they, were the, they would mediate between God as, and remission of sins. Now, because of what Jesus did, he's our only high priest that we have to deal with. Talk about being blessed. Son of God, birthed in your heart. Now, you're still called to confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. It's healthy to do that, to confess your secrets and, and your sins and the things that are holding you back. But in reality, all you have to do is confess those things to your God. 
because God did that for us. I mean, how amazing. Talk about changing the game of our faith. It's so simple, but if you really think about it, it's so profound. This is what the nation of Israel wanted. They didn't want to have to go through all this religious activity. And we don't have to because of Jesus. Right? I'll continue there. It says, because he's our high priest, he has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood, the old ways, the, 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 the Ten Commandments, right? For he is the one who mediates for us a far better. Somebody say better. I don't know about you, but I like better, right? Better covenant or promise with God based on better, there it is, promises. Right? Better covenant, better promise for you and for me. Jesus, he completely fulfilled the old law. Jesus wasn't like God's plan B, right? God used Jesus to fulfill the law to show that it's still good and that his, the Son of God could complete the law seamlessly without, without sin or spot or blemish. But then through that law, he wants to now bring grace. Grace. Anybody thankful for some grace today? God's grace was with me before I even said yes to Jesus. That's some good stuff. A lot of preachers ain't preaching that. Even in my mess, God's grace covered my life to get me to where I am, right? And, and Jesus, so he, he breaks the barrier. He changes the game. He changes the world and says, you no longer need to go through all this religious activity through the sacrifices, through going to the priest and going, going through the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies, if you believe in Jesus, accept him as your Lord and Savior based upon the Holy Spirit, is now living inside of you. You are the temple of the living God. You can stay holy if you want to, based upon your faith and how you live your life. God saves you from drinking, which he did for me. Guess what? The Holy of Holies resides here, so I'm not going to put junk in the Holy of Holies. Right? That's how God changed the game. He did that for us. and He, he completed the whole Ten Commandments. And then he was actually asked in the Gospels by a gentleman, asked, asked Jesus, how can I live my life and good standing with God. And Jesus broke the barrier. He said, there's two commandments. Love God with all your understanding, your mind, your body, your soul, your heart. And love your neighbor as yourself. If we do those two things, you love God with all that you have. You, ex you surrender your life. You submit your life onto him. And you begin to love others as you would like to be loved. Respect others as the type of respect you demand from others. And the rest of that junk, all the other stuff, the Ten Commandments, any other sin, gray areas of life, will work themselves out. Come on, somebody. Was Jesus pretty smart? He's pretty wise, the Son of God, right? So there's a lot that we can learn from him, right? Look at, look at uh, chapter 8, verse 10. Skip through a couple verses there. It says, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds. And this is what I want you to get. And I will write them on their hearts. I want you to underline that or highlight that if you're following along this morning. And he says, I will be their God and they will be my people. Jesus didn't just change the game. Because before in the Old Testament, what was it all about? God's mercy, his grace, his love, all those things were only available to the Israelites, the Jewish people. Now Jesus says, you know what? The entire world, if they believe in me, can enter into this new covenant established by what I'm doing. And the revelation of Jesus is the only, somebody say only, is the only thing that can change the man's heart. 
The revelation of God is the only thing that can change the heart of a man or a woman to change the ways of their life, to even see that they're evil. There's going to be a lot of good people in hell living up to woke standards or empty promises or saying the right thing. If every single person on the face of the planet is going to be judged based upon one question, did you accept my son? And what did you do with him to prove to me that you accepted him? Not, oh, you know what? I donated some money to some hurricane relief. Or, you know what? I respected all the gay people. Or I respected all this type of people. You know what? I was a good person. Did you have Jesus? That's all that's going to matter. Right? And so only the revelation of Jesus is that thing that can change a man's heart. And that's why he had to come, right? Because the Ten Commandments were still good. They're still holy. But did it change man's heart? It, it, it couldn't. It just, it just showed us our shortcomings on a list, right? Our, our faults. And, and, and we try to do these things just for the sake of, of doing it, not because I want to. Come on, somebody. When the Spirit of God comes alive inside of you, you will want to do those evil things. It's not just don't do it or don't think it. You literally won't. Something changes inside of you. It's the Spirit of God. You can't do it on your own. You can't say no on your own. Right? So that is how Jesus changed the game. And that promise he made available to everyone. Race, creed, religion. Broke the barrier, right? Look at the next point. So based on Jesus coming, he brought an end to the old covenant, which I'm talking about, and he ushered in, brought in a brand new covenant, and he totally, excuse me, totally changed the way that we come to God. Right? We are so spoiled, church. Because you can pray to God on the way to work in your car. You can pray to God in your shower. You can pray to God on your toilet. I don't know what you do. <laughs> Any, you can pray to God while you're out hunting in your tree stand. You can pray to God out on the fishing boat because Jesus changed the game. Before you had to have a priest mediate your conversation with God. That's an amazing thing, but that, that blessing sometimes can be a hindrance to our spiritual growth, right? Because you can say, you know what, ah. I don't need to go to church. I'm going to pray to Jesus in my tree stand this Sunday because I need to go out and get me a big buck, right? Well, that big fish is out there waiting for me. I'm just going to do church in my fishing boat this week. Or, and you can do that, but, you know, come to church because that's where real things, I mean, real things happen in your prayer life, but something happens when you get real like-minded believers come together worshiping God on a Sunday morning, hearing a word from God, right? It's powerful. That's an understatement, right, Hamas, Jessica? It's powerful. And so th that's what I want to do is resensitize so that you see how blessed you are, but also knowing how blessed I am, now being a good steward of that gift that is available to me each and every single day. You know, I said, if you, wanna, if you don't think you're blessed, go check out some other worlds or some other countries in the world. Y'all, I seen a video in China of what they do with their Bibles. Y'all, a minister brought like a box of Bibles into this underground church. They'll kill you in China if you're a Christian. And those kids were running for the, they were running trying to get the Bibles. 
Most of the older folks get the child the, child the Bible first, and then the, the, the parents write it out on whatever kind of paper they can find. Why do you think they're doing that? Because they don't just know God loves them. They believe God loves them. Right? God changed the world, and we are so blessed. Let's not get stagnant. Let's not be lukewarm. Let's, let's get stirred up. Amen? Let's not, let's, let's not, let's not stay stagnant. If, if we're blessed, let's act like it. If we're blessed, let's help others. Right? Because God wants to do that through us. We are, we are spoiled. Y'all, look at Romans 8, 1 through 4. It says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the wickedness of our own sinful nature. You have a sinful nature, and the only remedy is Jesus Christ. He's the only remedy. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. Anybody thankful? Come on, somebody. And in that body, God declared, somebody say declared, an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied and those who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. He wanted to make a declaration. He wanted to make a statement that would forever speak upon of the goodness of God. Jesus took the punishment and the death that you and I deserve based upon our, our unfaithfulness, and based upon our doubt and our sins and our past and our evil sinful nature that I have because in the garden, Adam and Eve, they chose sin over God. And ever since that moment, sin has been passed down through the bloodline. And the only remedy for that sin is the blood of the lamb. Come on, somebody. And you need the blood of the lamb, not just over the doorpost of your house, but in your heart to purify you, to redeem you, and the good part, to set you free, to liberate you from your past and your addictions and your, your doubt and your sins so that you can believe in something better and bigger for your life, right? Look at that next point. So what I want to do for the rest of today is kind of just show this barrier that Jesus broke through, being a game changer and a world changer, looking at what, what, what uh, believers, Israel, and, and super early church of Jesus and his ministry, what they had to do as believers to be made right in the eyes of God and what Jesus did to change that for you and for me today. Right? It says, under the old covenant, only the high priest once a year uh, with great fear, going into the Holy of Holies at the synagogue, at the temple, could enter into the presence of God. Only one person for an entire nation, right? Through Jesus, we have 24-7 access. 24-7 access to the Father. You can connect to the Father because of Jesus. No one else. Nothing else, right? We can freely and boldly come into his presence without fear. 
So the presence and forgiveness of God is now always available to us. And like I said, I, I feel like we can get into a dangerous place of faith by just, just accept, not just accepting that, but just, you know, I can just go to God whenever, right? On the flip side of things, based on how they had to do it back then, did it make you think about your sins? If you had to kill a goat and sacrifice a goat or, or kill a bull and sacrifice a goat, did it make you think about what you did? It did. So there's kind of some pros and cons because now on the flip side of that, I, I can just go about my day and keep sinning and keep doing this thing. And I can tell myself, the lie of the enemy, oh, God will just forgive you. He will forgive you, but he sees your heart. Amen. He won't forgive you and, until you've, you've really s- s- given him your heart. Right? Because the enemy will tell you, oh, God will just forgive you. He just loves you. Just, just keep doing that. You can just say a quick little prayer. You can connect with God. No, you, you know you're forgiven when you feel forgiven. That's evidence of the Holy Spirit when you feel that release. Some of y'all have been praying, 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 and you just feel like you're hitting the ceiling. God's not hearing you, and it's probably because you got something you need to be forgiven for. He says, first, be reconciled to your brother, or reconciled to, even to yourself. I just added that in there. Uh, and then come and offer your gifts and your sacrifices of praise. Right? And so, so we have 24-7 access, which is amazing. It is an amazing blessing. And so let's be good stewards of that. We are literally in the blessing that my old school test or prophets and, and, and men of God were praying and prophesying for. We're in the blessing that they prayed. And so let's be good stewards of that, of the season, the place that we're in, right? Look at Hebrews 4, back in Hebrews, different chapter, the fourth one this time, 14 through 16. It says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all the same testings that we did, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it. Why did Jesus have to come and live in a body like yours and like like mine to conquer sin? But you know what that does for me? Personally, for my faith, I connect with God on a deeper level because I know he understands the things that I have to go through. He brought heaven to earth. He became part of the thing he created. And he said, I know it may look hard, it may feel hard, you got to deal with with judgments and people and and temptations, but I'm going to prove to you that I'm good. And based upon what I do, you can trust in me. And in my weakness, he is made strong. So when I'm weak, I connect with with the Father through what Jesus did because I know he was tempted, but I know that he overcame and he always stood on truth in the word of God, right? Jesus, hear, hear me. Jesus came to save the world, yes. He came to change the game. But he came also so that you and your life and your family can flourish, You can say no to sin. You can say no to doubt. You can say no to the devil. He came so that you can be blessed, so that you can have the power to say no, and not just the power to say no to the devil, but say yes to God, right? Be armed with a yes as you're going to work. Not today, devil. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose peace. I'm going to be the light of the the earth and the salt of the earth today at my workplace. 
in front of my family. I'm going to be an example. It is a choice. I'm going to be an example, right? And if, if the people you come in contact with know you're a Christian, right? Do you got a bullseye on your back? Yes. So everything that you do and say is not just a reflection of who you are. It's a reflection of who you say your God is. Right? So don't be a, a stumbling block or a hindrance to a non-believer. They look at you, and you look nothing like Jesus. You sound nothing like Jesus. Is there power in that? Right? Well, we, we say we believe in a powerful God. So everything that we do has to be not just done before him, but in good standing and, and in a pure heart before God, right? Look at that next point. Another thing he did, one of my most favorite things. Y'all love the worship team this morning? Yeah, that is so awesome. And I love prayer and I love worship. So under the old covenant, did you know you had to go to a certain place to pray and to worship, right? So worship and prayer was limited to one place, and it was defined by rigorous ritual. It was all, it was all rituals and, and sacrifices and all these things. And through Jesus, we can worship and pray to God in spirit and in truth anywhere. Somebody say anywhere. Without restriction. No limitations. You can get your Jesus on in the, in the cab of your car or your truck on, on as high as your radio can go, and you can connect with the Father. You can be at work doing whatever you do. You, have, you can just, you got to be your own worship leader. To experience victory, you, you got to cultivate that inside of you. I'd love doing it on Sunday mornings, but I haven't got to where I have spiritually because that's the only time I worship. Right? You got to do, you got to be your best worship leader. But here's a thought I had as I was studying the other day. Before Jesus, to worship and pray, you had to go to a place. Right? Now worship lives in our hearts. Now we pray and worship in a name. The name above all names. Right? The name of Jesus. And so Jesus broke that barrier. Right? Because of who he is and what he did for us. Look at John 4, 19 through 24. I added some scriptures that are not on your paper outline, but they should be available for you. They're on your screen. Amen. So it says, this is, this is Jesus with the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well. Y'all remember that? And so she says, sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Was he more than a prophet? Yeah, he was. But she could recognize he was, he was somebody, right? So our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place, somebody said place, where we must worship is in Jerusalem, right? There's a place that they had to go to pray and to worship. He says, woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, and we worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and it has come now, somebody say now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshiper the Father seeks. He sees the heart. He sees your heart, right? God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in the truth. What Jesus was saying is, it doesn't matter where you worship, but how. For you and for me, it doesn't matter where I worship, but it matters how I worship. Come on, somebody. I have to be all in on Jesus. When if I want to connect with the Father, if I want to hear His voice, if I need direction for my life, if I have a certain problem or circumstance going on in my life that I'm praying and seeking God for, I have to give Him everything that I have. 
all my attention. I got to shut the TV off. I got to shut everything else off. I got to connect with the Father. And if you do it in spirit and in truth, I guarantee you, you'll connect. You'll feel his presence. You'll hear his word. You might see a vision. He'll guide you to his word, to a certain scripture. It's amazing how he cultivates things that we, we thought we forgot. It's like, oh my gosh, oh, what is this? And he, oh, That's the answer to my prayer, right? And so Jesus, he said it doesn't matter where, but how. And so how are you seeking God on a daily basis? How are you praying? How are, how are you worshiping, right? Because that's probably the gauge of how uh, you're living, the gauge of your joy and the gauge of your peace. It's probably based on how you are worshiping and praying on a daily level, right? What God wants is, he wants his believers to be, it's a, a quick acronym that we use at Liberty Church, HOT, right? Does anybody know what HOT means? Man, y'all are so good. Y'all are so good. But he wants his, his believers and sons and daughters to be passionate on fire for God, right? And so HOT, it just means that, what, what y'all just said. Honest, open, and transparent. God's a gentleman. He's never going to infringe on your personal right to say no to him. He's never going to infringe on your personal right to choose Netflix over him or whatever it is that you're, you're using to steal your time away from God. And so he wants you to be honest, even with your shortcomings. He already knows, but he wants you to confess them. Confess that you're not God and he is. Be open to what he wants to do in your life and transparent. God, this is I. You've made me this way. So help me, through your son, not just be better, but be holy, to be, be, be pleasing to you, God, right? And to, to go before me and go with me wherever you're leading my life, right? Amen? So good. Look, look at that next point. So he broke through the barrier of prayer uh, and worship. And he also, through the old, uh, under the old covenant, he broke through this barrier. They were required to offer sacrifices continually to cover sins. The sins of, of, of men and women and the nation of Israel. Through Jesus, his sacrifice was not, not only covers our sins, but he forgives our sins and removes them from eternity. As far away as from the east, from the west, he cast your sins if you believe in Jesus. But how did he do that? Through his sacrifice. So no longer do we need to sacrifice bulls or calves or lambs or fill in the blank. Praise God. It made me think about my sin, but now forever all I have to do is look at what God did through his son. No longer do I need those sacrifices, only the sacrifice and the blood that was poured out through Jesus, right? Look at Matthew 26, 27 through 28. We use it all the time for communion, right? It says, then he took a cup and when he gave thanks, he get, uh, excuse me, when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, the disciples, saying, drink from it, all of you, this is my, what? Blood. Of the new covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. They did not know in that moment that he was about to go be crucified on a cross. After the fact, it clicked, I'm sure. Because it clicks for you and for me, right? We know what he did. But because of the blood that was shed, the beating that he took, the crucifixion that he experienced on the cross, the blood that was poured out, sinless, spotless, you and I can be forgiven. Of all the, the evil things we've done, the evil thoughts we've had. And if you haven't got honest with yourself and you think you're a good person, would you like to have your thoughts up on a big screen for everybody just to read that you have on a daily basis? Those are the thoughts of 
Billy Bob or, or Linda Lou. All the thoughts you have on a daily basis, the things that you've done in dark, in the secret, would you like to have those broadcasted for the world to see? We're evil. And the only way we can be cleansed is through our faith in Jesus. Right? Look at John 1.29, one of my favorite scriptures. John the Baptist, he recognized something. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the what? The sin of the world. He later said, I can't even, I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. Right? John didn't just recognize Jesus as a, as a game changer. He recognized him as a world changer. He knew what was about to happen. Come on, somebody. He saw, he recognized that the game was about to get changed because of this one man, the Son of God, the Son of Man, right? Look, he says, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's a big statement. The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Look at that next point. It'll be our last point for today. We're going to continue this next week. But under the old covenant, in order to, to purify the people of sin, God would punish sinners, and the punishment for sin is death. In the, in the new covenant, God punished Jesus, this is what I want you to get, for our sin. And God's a man of his word. If sin equals death, and Jesus fulfilled that through his life, he experienced death. Not for his sin, but for your sin and for my sin. Right? He did that so that he could sanctify, purify us sinners, the hearts of those who believe in Jesus bringing us into right standing with God. He did that to bring us back. Redeem, right? To redeem something, to buy it back. Did we sin and fall short of, of God? Yes. Jesus said, they deserve this, but I'm going to go in their stead. And it's going to work out for everyone's good, right? Right? Jesus is not going to go, not Jesus, sin is not going to go away until Jesus comes back. Sin has to be dealt with in your life every single day. Stop ignoring it. That's a lie from the enemy. Sin wants to keep you bound. It doesn't want to see you liberated in the goodness of God. Sin has to be dealt with, and the only way is by applying the life and the blood of Jesus. Right? Look at Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is what? death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because Jesus went for you and for me, we can experience life based on our faith. In Isaiah 53, 4-6, the prophet Isaiah prophesied this 600 years before Jesus, right? Yet it was our weakness he carried, it was our sorrows that weighed him down, and we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, Right? Because sin is death, a punishment for his own sins. But no, he was pierced for our, somebody say our, rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. It's upside down and backwards, right? All of us like sheep have strayed away, every one of us. We have left God's path to follow our own, 
Yet the Lord laid on him the iniquities or the sins of us all. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I am thankful before you today. The only way to be purified of your sins is to accept Jesus and what he has done for your sins. What he has done for you to be to set you free. The last scripture I want to give you is 2 Corinthians 5.17. And Rob, you can come or one of y'all coming. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Jesus is a game changer. He's a world changer. And he came to change, change the world and do those things. But he also came to change your life. He wants to see you in heaven one day. He wants to see your kids in heaven one day. He wants to see your grandkids in heaven one day. But it starts with you. It has to be a personal life decision. And you know what? Salvation isn't something that is, you say a prayer. I don't believe you, you get saved and you're, and you're always saved. Every single day has to be a choice to say yes to God. I can get saved today and tomorrow I can live like a heathen. I can say a prayer today in the sanctuary and tomorrow I can go back to doing drugs or watching pornography or doing whatever I'm doing. And God sees the heart. So getting born again has to be a daily decision that you make to make you stand out from this crazy dark world that we live in. Your life should look nothing like the world out there. So what I want to do is I want everyone to join me in prayer. However you like to do that, if you like to bow your head or close your eyes. If you're watching with us online, I want you to join us in prayer too. I hope and pray the Lord's ministering through you, even through a computer screen or your, your cell phone, however you're watching us or joining us. And I want you to get still in His presence right now. I want, I want the Holy Spirit right now, I ask God, to shine your giant magnifying glass on our lives. Shine your giant flashlight, Lord. All those dark areas that I've been ignoring, I'm acting like are not there. And if you are here today and you are seeing those things, and you see that you say, you know what, I am a sinner. I have these things that I haven't prayed about. I have these things that I've been hiding from God. He, you can't hide them from God. He already knows them that they're there. But He wants you to acknowledge them right now. And if you want to get born again today. You want to be grafted into the family of God. You want to be part of Jesus Christ to be born again and set free from those things. You can make a decision. You can make a commitment right now. If you're already born again, you've said that prayer, you've been living for God, I want you right now to pray for the lost. But if you're here and you feel like you're the one that's lost, you feel like you're an outsider looking in, it might be because you are. And that's not because of God, it's because we put ourselves on the outside. God's saying, come home. Come home. I love you. I want you. I want to embrace with you today. And so if you want to make a statement, you want to say, I want to say yes to God today. Right now, I want you to do something for me. If you're here, I want you just to stand up. Just stand up right now. No one's looking at you. No one's watching you. If God's dealing with your heart, you've seen you falling short, you want to renew your faith today. I want you just to stand up right now. If God's speaking to you, the least you can do is say yes by standing up. Hallelujah, there's people standing. 
There are people standing. Heaven rejoices. Liberty Church rejoices. Amen. If you're making that decision online, I want you to put it in the chat. Say, making that decision. Let us know. Amen. I want to lead us all in a prayer right now. So it's going to go like this, loud and proud, okay? Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We accept your son, Jesus. It's him that we believe we're forgiven of our sins and past so that we can have an amazing future. Right now, I confess that he is Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, help me. Lead me and guide me for the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So awesome. It's so awesome to be in the house of God doing church with each and every one of you. Salvation today in Jesus' name. Restoration today. We rejoice. Even if it's one soul, heaven rejoices. Amen. So thank you all so much for coming. Anybody glad you came to church today? Yeah? Awesome. We're glad you came today too, okay? Y'all are dismissed. Come back and see.